pushes way up the racetrack, and now here comes Janzik. Janzik goes by Query, and he goes by Inman. Burnell gets a great run, another three wide for the race lead. It's going to drag race off of turn four. Shepard is there, but it's Larry White at the line. Still going to be Pamworth, and they make contact. Britton has broken the race car. AJ Slideways. Alan Johnson wins. Whether you hug the infield tires or rip the cushion, you found the fastest dirt track podcast in motorsports. Welcome to Where Legends Are Made, the official podcast of Land of Legends Raceway. Here's Stephen and Brad Evans. That's right. Welcome in episode three of Where Legends Are Made, the official podcast of the Land of Legends Raceway. I am your lead announcer and host of the podcast, Steve Evans, coming at you here on opening week. 2022 as we get ready to turn loose the Pepsi Big Block Bodifieds for their first feature of 2022. The Speed Connection Sportsman ready to kick off their season as well, and it's going to be a big one right out of the gate for the Sportsman as this is qualifier number one for the Gerald Harris Memorial Sportsman Challenge presented by Sterling Lubricants. It will be a huge week for the sportsman regulars as they get ready to try to qualify for one of the top four spots in Saturday night's feature. If they get one of those top four spots, they will lock themselves into finale championship night for the Gerald Harris Memorial on Saturday, September 17th. And the way that's going to work is like this. We will take the top four uh, feature finishers on Saturday night. Nobody's qualified in yet. So it will be the top four finishers they will lock into Saturday, September 17th. That will be followed up by a show on June 30th when the Dirt Car Sportsman Series travels in for their lone event of the 2022 schedule at the Land of Legends. We will take the top four cars not already locked in from the feature finish that night. So the top four, if the top four from this Saturday night are not in the top four positions on June 30th, those top four will lock themselves into Saturday, September 17th, followed by a show on August 18th. Again, we'll take the top four cars not already qualified for the Gerald Harris Memorial Sportsman Challenge. Then we will follow that up with another show on our championship night for our points drivers on Saturday, September 3rd, Again, the top four cars not already locked in will punch their ticket to Saturday, September 17th. Now, out of those first four chances, there's 16 spots that we will give away for that show. If you don't make it into uh, any of those top 16 spots, you still have two opportunities to get in the show. First, you can run the non-qualifiers race on Friday, September 17th. We'll take the top 12 to give us a total of 28 cars from that show. And then the last chance to qualify, not really a last chance showdown. This is going to be a non-winner's race. If you've never won a sportsman race, you have an opportunity to race in that event. And we will take the top two from the non-winner's race to go into the big dance on Saturday, September 17th. That's $150 to start. $2,500 to the winner for the Gerald Harris Memorial Sportsman Challenge presented again by Sterling Lubricants. Can't thank Sterling Lubricants enough for all of their support in 2022 to put on the Sportsman Challenge. And uh, they're a new sponsor 
for us at the Land of Legends, and we couldn't be happier to have them on board as we get ready to kick off a very exciting season. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a trying season for many racers. We've talked uh, at length about some of the challenges that uh, race teams are facing right now, whether it's tires, uh, part shortages, fuel price increases, um, all of those different things that are going on right now. And the guest tonight in our A-Main interview of the week is uh, Eldon Payne Jr., who is the uh, proprietor at Speed Connection. And I wanted to get his take on where we're at right now going into opening week. You know, where are we at with the part shortages that everybody loves to talk about? Uh, It's just been a topic. It's not that people love to talk about it. It's just been a hot topic that, uh, you know, we're all aware of what's going on uh, right now in in our country. Uh, But we'll we'll get it right from Eldon Payne about, you know, where what he's seeing as a uh, part supplier to so many of our race teams here. Uh, that compete at the Land of Legends. We talk uh, about part shortages. We talk about uh, their business moving to uh, Roots 5 and 20. They've had that location for a little bit now, but they're now got the showroom ready to go. And he's going to tell us about something they're going to start doing on race night. You know, typically, if you own a business and you're a racer, uh, you're closing up your business at, you know, 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Uh, sometimes maybe even later if you've got a short trip to the racetrack. But Eldon and uh, the crew from Speed Connection are going to do a little something different for the racers. If you run into a problem on race night or if you have a bad night at the track, you know what you need parts-wise already, they're going to give you an opportunity to stop at Speed Connection on your way home so that you don't have to take the car home, unload it, then go to the parts store, then go back, put it back together. It's going to be something pretty cool. Eldon's going to talk to us about why they're doing that and uh, what their expectations for that will be. And speaking of expectations, we talked to Eldon as well about his insight and his expectations for his young driver, Alex Payne, who's getting ready to kick off his big block modified career at the Land of Legends Uh, If you watched our recent uh, video with Alex looking at his first career sportsman win on uh, our Land of Legends TV retrospective, uh, we're going to talk to Eldon and kind of get his perspective as not only crew chief, but dad as well. And not just dad to one driver, dad to two drivers. We talk about, you know, what he expects and and what he wants to accomplish uh, with Alex this season in the Big Block Modified. And we also talk about what he wants to accomplish with young Kennedy Payne as a sportsman modified driver in the Speed Connection Sportsman. Uh, She's going to be competing in our new legend sportsman division sponsored by Mighty Boba. And I'm I'm very uh, interested in uh, it was a lengthy conversation, but um, trust me, it's a good one. So stick around for the entire episode here. And don't forget opening week Saturday night at the Land of Legends Raceway. It is opening night 2022 presented by Howell Properties and Jack Howell, man, I know you're a listener of the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not only has Jack come back as a sponsor at the track this season to take opening night this year, uh, Saturday, April 30th. He's also taken another event on the schedule a little bit later uh, in the early, uh, early parts of the summer. Uh, Jack, can't thank you. He's a huge race fan. He's been around Land of Legends Raceway for a long, long time. 
uh, supporting many drivers and, and not just supporting drivers, but just being a race fan. And uh, if you saw his interview from last year, you can, you can just, you know, you can really put your finger on the pulse of uh, how Jack feels about motorsports and, and we couldn't uh, be happier to have him as one of our uh, dedicated and loyal sponsors at land of Legends. So opening night this Saturday, April 30th, big block modifieds, sportsmen, new legend, sportsmen, 305 sprint cars, street stocks, and the hobby stocks will all put on a show for you. Pits open at 3.30 p.m. Pit passes $40 to enter. We will then open the grandstand gates at 5 o'clock with general admission being $15, seniors $13, and kids under 16 free of charge with a paid adult admission ticket at the Land of Legends Raceway. So we hope you join us this coming Saturday for opening night. And if you can't make it to the racetrack, you can still tune in. If you've been a longtime fan here the last couple of years, you know all about it. 100% free video coverage on Land of Legends TV. All you got to do is log on to www.landoflegendstv.com. Create your free account and you can watch each and every Saturday night spectacular for free. The only events that you will not see free this season are the uh, midweek shows. When the Super Dirt Car Series comes into town, those will be aired on Dirt Vision. Uh, but Saturday Night Spectaculars, you can't beat it. Uh, free to watch, free to watch on the go, whether you're watching on the Land of Legends app, whether you're watching, uh, you can watch right from a browser on your phone. But I do recommend watching from the app. And then, of course, if you're uh, watching at camp, you're watching from home, you're watching in the garage. Wherever it is you're tuning in from, don't forget, we also have the Amazon Fire Stick app and the Roku app as well. You have both of those options for viewing as well. All right, I think I've talked enough about what we've got going on this week. Don't forget, Land of Legends TV will kick off at 6.15 p.m. on Saturday, and it will kick off with our very first one-on-one -on -one interview with young Nicholas Root. Nick Root, uh, I don't know if he, he probably doesn't want to be called Nicholas. I guess I'll have to ask him in the interview. But uh, Nick Root uh, is, uh, is our guest this week, a great young shoe who is already turning heads. He hasn't even made an official start at the Land of Legends. He's already turning heads. He was uh, second quick in one of the practice sessions uh, last Saturday. He finished second to Alex Payne at Outlaw Speedway the night before on Friday. Uh, this, this young cat, and, and of course, if you know the Root family, you know his grandfather. If you're, if you're a history buff, you know the name Steve Pesarek, Nick's grandfather. Man, uh, that's a racing family, and uh, Nick has got a lot of good teachers, not just in the family, but a lot of their friends in the motorsports industry. And uh, Nick Root, everybody says he's going to be a kid to keep your eye on. And he's going to get to show us all that on Saturday night. And we get to sit down with him in our one-on-one -on -one interview this week presented by Wicked Tees. Shout out to Chris Doherty, Jeff Doherty, and the whole crew right down here where I'm located, down in the southern tier at Wicked Tees. Find them on Facebook at Big Jim's Wicked Tees for all of your screen printing, signage, uh, apparel needs. Uh, contact Wicked Tees. They also do uh, trophies, awards. If you've uh, you know, got anything. I, I'm actually uh, forwarding uh, my fantasy football league over to Wicked Tees to uh, try to uh, beef up our uh, our trophy uh, for the league winner 
which, uh, <laughs> yep, yeah, I, I won, I won the league a couple of years back, uh, but uh, it's been a little rough since then. But anyway, uh, Wicked Tees, they do all sorts of uh, award plaques. Uh, they did all of our awards for the iRacing series we ran uh, a year or so back, and uh, they're they're just a uh, a great racing family who's been at this game quite a while. Uh, Jeffrey, of course, races modifieds. He he was a, a former Pepsi Big Block modified driver with us at Land of Legends, and I'm sure we'll see him uh, with uh, some of the uh, touring series uh, throughout the season. So thank you to them. They are presenting the one-on-one interviews on Land of Legends TV this year. And I think I've talked enough because uh, Eldon and I chatted for quite a bit on this week's A-Main interview of the week. Stick around. You're listening to Where Legends Are Made, the official podcast of Land of Legends Raceway. By the grace of God and 800 horsepower, it's time for the A-Main Interview of the Week. That's right, fans. Welcome into the A-Main Interview of the Week. And this week, we're bringing the A-Main Interview of the Week to you from Speed Connection here on Routes 5 and 20 in Canandaigua, right on your way to the Land of Legends Raceway. And Eldon Payne joining us here on uh, on this week's program. Eldon, I appreciate you having me out here and and uh, things are coming right along here at the new shop. Yeah, we've been uh, trying to get things uh, ready for the season as shop at home and shop here and cars, and we're getting there. It's been a busy off season, huh? <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> tell us, uh, tell us a little bit um, about what you guys offer here. I mean, I, I say it at the racetrack. You know, I, I kind of say it. Uh, you know, all the race parts you need to get your race car to the racetrack, but. For you here as a business, what does that mean? Well, you know, we're trying to, um, uh, what you say at the track is true. You know, we're going to try to be a little bit off the cuff with some hours and some guys get done at the track and they had problems. Um, uh, We're going to plan on having somebody here so they could stop by maybe and get stuff for Sunday. You know, I mean, uh, Wheat Sport isn't open every Sunday anymore, but... Um, there's a lot of races going on around the, around the area and, uh, you know, we're here, um, eight to five every day now and, um, we're finishing up the showroom and there are parts here and, uh, you know, just in, in today's day and age, it's, uh, going to get even harder for people to travel. So hopefully our little stop in between, you know, uh, you know, you got Jeffries and, Troyer and, and then you go south all the way to trackside and mm-hmm. Steve Payne does a little bit here and there with tires and fuel and some of the stuff so um, I think we're in a right place to uh, fit in and and help the racers and it's and it certainly helped us you know the, you talk about this day and age in racing and and it's it's been it's been a tough off season uh, what is the what is the big ticket item right now that is is you know not just here but any any locations what what is the big ticket item that we're having trouble with right now um i think the biggest problem is uh flat line just steering boxes mm, okay is the biggest problem um you know sweet and um and uh, gme and these guys are are trying their hardest they're having a hard time with parts and uh, machining and and um, and I was told uh, a week or so ago that just plain help 
like everybody else is saying now that, you know, things are starting to get in order and they got their parts and pieces, but you know, you don't, you don't think about it with uh, the steering boxes are in, you know, mini sprints and uh, sprint cars and mm -hmm. a late model or, you know, um, uh, your Imca cars. I mean, these guys are building steering boxes for so many divisions and, you know, we went through the winter, there's really not any off time for them anymore. Yeah. You know, so they're, they're it, really, they're the only two, you know, that are uh, mainline, you know, profile, you know, they're, and they're a lot farther away, but I, I haven't even heard that name mentioned around here in so long, you know, and uh, um, that seems to be the big thing, you know, uh, for anybody. And, you know, the, the main uh, little stuff, you know, everybody's trying to keep up. To be honest with you, it seems like a lot of race cars are being built and a lot of different teams are looking to travel. And uh, until we just had this, you know, major increase in fuel and stuff. So I'm not sure. I think you're going to see a lot of things uh, change yeah. in, in the next month, you know, for for everybody, depending on what, what happens with uh, fuel costs. You know, you, you talked about steering boxes there. That'd be a hell of a trivia question. What's the one part that doesn't matter what division you race in, what's one common part? And that and that's it, steering boxes. Oh, uh, yeah. It, and, you know, when I was talking to Butch down at GME, you know, he he was, you know, he's was saying, you know, you had the chili bowl, you had all these uh, cart, you know, things going on inside. And he goes, you know, there's customers trying to get cars done for all that other stuff during the winter. And he goes... You know, you have to switch from one thing to the next to the next. And same with, you know, with uh, the sweet stuff, you know. So, um, and then GM changed up some stuff on sweet. And they had to try to get their parts out to uh, a different a different company to get stuff heat treated and plated. And, you know, and so it was totally caught them off guard, and, you know. So... Every race car's got to have one. <laughs> That's the, the, you know, you're going to turn left or whatever you're going to be racing, you know. So, well, I'll tell you if you uh, if you're in need of any parts, any pieces, or hell, even some knowledge, man, you're not going to find a, a guy that uh, you know has got a whole lot more experience. You, how long have you been around the sport? Um, I sat in the grandstands at Canandaigua from the time I was five years old till I'm fifty. Mm. So, wow. and you know, uh, back then we couldn't go in the pits. So, you know, my dad and them guys would be, uh, you know, running street stocks in the pits. And back then they had rookie novice and expert, you know, and that's yeah. what they were doing, you know? So, yeah. um, it's been a long time. I, I don't, uh, I don't know anything different. I think it's a, a great place for young kids. Um, everybody's family, uh, and it doesn't matter who you are, where you are in the pits, you know, they know you, they know you, they may not know you know you, but they know your kids, they know, you know, and my kids, you know, look at Alex, I mean, he's been running around the pits since we started, you know, yeah. in his mom's belly and to where he is now and his sister is same way and they, that's where they want to be. You, you've been around the sport for a while and then, you know, when Alex and Kennedy come along is was there ever a thought in your mind that I don't know if I want them to get wrapped up in this race and stuff? Did, was that ever a thought? No, not so much for me. I mean, um, I knew that, you know, we played, you know, we, I was a huge baseball fan. So, I mean, both my kids played a lot of football, baseball, you know, basketball. And um, 
I just wanted it to be their choice, not not our choice, not my choice. Um, you know, Alex actually, and a lot of people don't know it, he had a slingshot sitting in the garage for almost two years. Wow. And, you know, we were playing 30-plus baseball games a year on the road. Okay. So, and... And I told him, I said, you know, when you're when you're ready to go out there and turn the wrenches with me, you know, what I mean, you're talking to a nine, ten year old, you know what I mean, at the time. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, it was a place to get started and and I never dreamed that uh at fifteen, sixteen years old that he would have been already winning the races that he's done and yeah, and how fast that was. And you know, uh John Sparing, you talked about Troy on the thing earlier with mm-hmm. with Alex. I mean, I know a lot of people don't know, but, you know, John came up to me after Alex won his first slingshot race, and I didn't know John. Mm. And he goes, you know, we got an extra car, and we just got into this, so why don't we put Alex in it? And I'm like, man, he's 11 years old. I don't think anybody's <laughs> going to let him drive it, you know? <laughs> sure. And then the um, Bill Shea actually had Utica Rome, and Tyler Siri, of course, and him and I have been friends for a long time, and. He's like, oh, we'll take him. You know, and Paul had just gotten started, so he couldn't, you know, insurance-wise and, sure. and trying to figure it all out with dirt, you right, know, with, right. with these kids being so young now, you know. And um, Paul came up to me at Utica Rome when Alex actually broke the car that he was in uh, leading, and so they swapped the seat out and put him in, I think it was Troy's car, right, or JT's car, uh, one of the kids, and... And they started him in the second race, and he come from, like, 17th to win his first race at Utica Rome, you know. And we were like, Paul Cole came to me right afterward at the races. He goes, well, we'll make, you know, we'll make something happen. Yeah. He goes, that was pretty impressive. And, wow. And that was like, you know, back in my day, you know, it was, it's been 14 for a long time. You know, you could get in a car. and Yeah. But my, my thoughts were always that, um, you know, these kids would be, you know, 15, 16, you know, and my dad uh, put me in a street stock at 14, 15 because, you know, he didn't want me running around on the streets and yeah. causing trouble and doing whatever. And he was really worried about that. And mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I never expected it. Yeah. Never expected any of this. I mean, he just turned 16 and, you know, or didn't just turn 16, but six months ago or so. And Every kid that gets involved in racing, they I call it that light bulb moment. You had that slingshot sitting in the shop for a couple of years. What, what was there a particular moment? Was there were you guys at a race somewhere? What was that that kind of ignited the flame? <laughs> I don't, you know, um, a lot of people do know, but me and I hung around with Steve Payne a long time, and uh, we traveled for Mister Dirt, um, Big Block and Small Block year that he won both and. So uh, our kids started to get to be friends at Canadegua, and uh, he, had, Tommy, and um, Alex had gotten pretty close, and uh, and then Billy's a little older, and then they got the younger son there. It's Robbie, right? Sure. Joey, and um, so he, uh, Alex said, "Hey, Steve said I could bring my slingshot down to down to my down to the old go kart track at, at the shop," and I'm like. Like I told you, when you want to work on it, we'll we'll go out there, you know. So yeah. One Saturday, he looked at me and he goes, he was sitting on our couch in the house, and he said, uh, "Hey, do you think we could get that car ready to go down to Steve's? You know, they're they're going to be out there." And so we talked about it a little bit, and uh, that was it. It was like, and man, he went down there, and and actually, the 
the first laps he made was in one of Steve's go-karts. Okay. And then the slingshot, and then we put all the kids in the slingshot, and, and of course, Billy, we had to take the roof off because he was so tall. Yeah. But he had, you know, he's a kid, you know, you right. got you to do it. But right, right. Yeah, no, I'll never forget it. And me and Steve stood there together. It was great, you yeah. know, and, you know, to get to be uh, friends and get to see our two, our all of our kids you know, his kids are doing well and mm-hmm. running at Outlaw and, and doing all this stuff, but it's it's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. What um, Let's talk about, you know, the, these last couple of years. It's just been, I mean, you said it in Victory Lane on that video that we just did, you know, the, 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 the rise, the curve has just been so steep from your perspective. I got Alex's perspective on the video, but... What is what has uh, what's been the, the key to all that? What what has made it go from, hey dad, let's take the slingshot over to Steve Payne's house to now we're winning race, you know we're winning double digit races at Outlaw, we're winning a race at Canandaigua. What what is what's been the key to all that? You know, um, I I've been pushed by my family for hard work, um, and we've everything that we've done we we don't go a little bit we go all in we played baseball it was all in we played basketball it's all in we played football it's all in you know and um you know and we've pushed that and the people around them and the people around us that's what we have to do you know yeah and fortunately um for him uh, a lot of supporters i mean i've been around it a long time honestly I mean he's taken it by storm he's um surprised me in so much stuff that he has done himself you know uh studying tires um studying suspension uh not just me teaching him you know and you know me being a a huge Billistine um you know supporter and being one of their one of their main places to go to in in this area it's helped us, you know I mean? We got good people behind us and, um, you know, and he said, you know, from day one with the day that I bought the first Billy, the kid motor, you know, like when I get to race some big block and stuff, I really want to run, be running Billy, the kid motors, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> how the heck are we ever going to do that? You know, it, it just isn't in our budget, you know? And, sure. and, you know, lo and behold with just the great people that have been behind me for a while and, Alex being who he is with people and, uh, you know, and picking up these great sponsors and a lot of people helping us along the way, you know, and, um, and it's, it's blown me away. I, I never expected it. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about that, that all in attitude, the, the hard work, all that stuff. That stuff's starting to get noticed by, you know, not just some local sponsors. Some, so you guys got some big-time help coming in this year. I can't imagine what taking that phone call or taking that meeting or whatever, I can't imagine what that was like to kind of sit back and say, holy crap, what is happening right now? Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't expect that. Um we had a friend of ours that was sitting in the stands with uh, with Chris from Emerson Oil. Mm. Um, and Alex was 11 years old, 12 years old. And Bob Frost was a huge supporter of my racing over the years. He used to own Autogenesis in Canandaigua. And 
he called me up one night and said, Hey, uh, um, this, uh, Chris, um, from Emerson oil, you know, he'd really like to get in the car. They do some racing and do whatever. And so we had a relationship, Yeah. but little did I know that the first time we met Alex in our shop, you know, at a young age and that it, it clicked for him and, um, you know, and, and he was sponsoring, you know, doing some stuff. He really wanted the Pepsi big blocks of Canadagua and some stuff like that. So, um, when that happened and then I got a phone call one day me and Paul Cole were talking and then a couple of days later, Chris called us, you know, and, mm. you know, for last year and it was like, oh, this is really cool. You know, we had, you know, friendlies had called us. Yeah earlier so we had already had you know a quarter panel deal and and they really like alex and all that stuff and then chris came along and he they jumped right in of course you know they sponsored the the track heavily yeah. and doing that stuff and uh and then this year we we didn't have any idea you know where where things turn and how they go and yeah and uh we had talked to chris over the winter and you know and their real goal was uh they really wanted a big block mm. and um and then you know bruce bates had come along and we got to go to charlotte last year and and that really i think was um, a big turning point for us you know billistine called me up and said hey you know you guys got to get down to charlotte you know and and so we got a car together and got a you know um a, a nice billy the kid motor to take down there and then this winter and then it just went from one step to the other and and Alex has put the hard work in himself. Yeah. I mean this isn't something that I did. Yeah. This is he's kept the contacts with these people. He's made friendships through the company. Um you know That's he, what impressed me a few weeks ago at the mall show down in Horseheads was he was I was talking to Alex and he said, Yeah, I, you know, I've got certain contacts at Castrol and Emerson that and I was just like Wow, you know, like I I can say there's a lot of 15, 16 year old kids that are you know not doing stuff like that, you know, and I was I was really impressed. Yeah, I mean, I I had no idea, and then he kept telling me, "Oh no, no, this Greg guy," and I'm, and I'm like, "Okay, so well, you you know, keep those, <laughs> yeah. you know." And, and I'll be honest with you, for Alex, you know, his whole life has been the pits, right? Yeah. So all of his friends, honestly, are. 20 plus years old is, you know, his mom's here too, you know, she'll tell you, I mean, 90% of his friends are adults. Sure. So sure. when uh, they told us uh, when they had the sponsor night at Canandaigua that um, they were just so impressed with him, they, they were on one side disappointed. They wanted to see him race. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and we just couldn't make it happen. We just weren't able to have the big block stuff in order yeah. to put him in the car the first time. But, I think it was so more, so much more important. We had the first night in the rain. Right, right. That's right. You yep. know, so he got to spend some real quality time with with the people at uh, Emerson Oil, and then he got to spend some time. Two of the guys out of the four that were going to fly in um, from Castro, two of them made it. Mm. You know, so that's where he had gotten his uh, contacts with them guys. And in today's day and age, it's so much easier. You know, Alex was like, oh, I got that guy's phone number. And I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, <laughs> oh, I just talked to him there. So I was like, yeah, it was great. He just put himself in that boat right from the start and he made a friendship. Yeah. You know, yeah. not just not just racing and doing whatever, but he 
you know, genuinely made friends. He talks to them, you know, almost weekly and, yeah. and, and they, they get to follow it. You know, we, <clears throat> we did a meet and greet thing at Emerson oil for their company, you yeah. know, last year. And that went over so big, me and Alex went up this year for, you know, some of the meetings and we go in and, and the cubicle of uh, ladies and people there, the entire company's behind him. Nice. You know, it's nice. Really cool. I remember seeing that picture last year, and I just thought, man, you know, I, as as somebody that you know tries to help drivers and teams make connections with sponsors to try to keep their operation going, I looked at that last year and I said, yes, yes, somebody gets it. You got to do these things. It it's you know like I, I've had people that you know wanted to throw sponsorship proposals and. And I said, hey, tell them, tell them you put your car at their business for, you know, that company picnic or, or for two hours before race day or something. And, and, you know, so many people scoff at stuff like that. But I'm like, I'm telling you, man, you do that stuff. You're going to not only are you going to get them this year, you're going to get them coming back next year and saying, how much more can we do? You know, yeah, that, that stuff's so important. It was and it is. And, and, you know, fortunately for me throughout my racing career i've never been able to be a full-time racer but sometimes i feel like we were <laughs> and, and um you know we made those relationships along the way you know i've been a pizza log driver and yeah. i've had admar uh behind us and you know the most recent with you know this is our seventh year with mike's hard lemonade and yeah and and little did i know that me and one of the guys from mike's hard lemonade it was it was a format that we had to learn you know so i mean a lot of people don't know, but we traveled two, three years um, to Walmart's all across the state and different, mm -hmm. you know, wherever they was a big place to try to, to try to keep the Mike's Harder going. So sure. it's not, um, it, it's more, it's still, no matter what, it's still about the public. It's still about the fans. It, we, you got to draw them in. You got to make them like you, you, you know, not make them like you, but they got to like you and, yeah. you know, and, uh, I got to watch a thing on Facebook the other night, um, Jack Howell. Yeah. You know, Doug did that interview, yeah. you know. Yep. And then when he spit out Alex Payne, but God, you know, we did in 99, 2000, 2001, running the Sportsman and running the Sportsman Tour and stuff. Jack was around, but God, we need all these guys. Yeah. And we need their sponsors for the tracks. Yeah. You know, there's so much of it. And, you know, he locked in with, with Alex, uh, like he did back in the day. I mean, we traveled everywhere, so yeah, and, and yeah. he was he was around it a lot. Nice, yeah. No, Jack Jack's a great example. You know, last year, I mean, he he loves being around this stuff, but he took it that one step further. He's now a track sponsor, and and he had so much fun last year with the folks up in the tower. They said, "Hey, we want to do this twice this year." <laughs> yeah, that's... like and, and that's just how it builds. I don't care if you're a race team, if you're a racetrack. That's how you build this stuff. Um, I don't want to have this interview and, and talk to you here, um, Eldon Payne joining us here on Where Legends Are Made. I don't want to have a conversation with you without talking about Kennedy's development too, because the last couple seasons, it's it's tough to be a rookie in this. I was talking with Alex during the video. Our sportsman class is so tough. It's so competitive. To be somebody brand new coming into the sport, that is quite a daunting task. And she's going to have a great opportunity this year, you know, trying to get more laps. Yeah, that was um, that was a big thing for us. We were snowmobiling last year, and uh, 
I come home and I said to said to her mother, I said, Kennedy told me snowmobiling this weekend that she wants to race. And Tony had said, well, yeah, yeah, I, I heard something, but, you know, we, neither one of us really thought about it that way. And, and um, so we were thinking, you know, I was thinking from the beginning, the Legends class, you know what I mean? Or in, you know, in Canada, we tried the, the B feature stuff and, and stuff like that. And, and um, it, it was definitely even tougher last year because there was just on that cuff of cars mm -hmm. and um you know with the pandemic it was a tough time for her to get started she's got a great car yeah um she's got the right attitude um and you know she I, i'll be honest with you it didn't matter whether she won a race or she did nothing else i actually never thought for one second that the little girl that got on the dirt bike and rode out the driveway and turned and hit the building would want to get on a, in a race car. You know what <laughs> I mean? But she got in that race car. You know, you've seen it. She went out for hot laps the very first time when they had testing tune. We got her out there. Yep. Never spun the car out. Never really run into anybody. Kept up with the pace. Mm -hmm. And um, as the year grew, her her mind got her more nervous. Okay. Being tied up and then going from starting last to trying to start up front, yeah. you know, to push yourself, yeah. you know. Yep. And and a totally different learning curve. And we were building shocks one way for for her car, and then we were building stuff for you know Alex's stuff and doing whatever. <laughs> and we put her in Alex's car one night at Camp Dangla after the races were over. And me and Alex looked at each other like, oh, no, uh, no, we, we can't. Because she was all, like all over the place trying to drive the car that way. So sure, sure. it was like a light bulb went on in my head. I'm like, man, I'm totally doing things to where she's not comfortable. What's what's the most in, in your mind? What's the most important thing for her right now? And, you know, trying to you know get more experience. What's that most important thing for her right now? Confidence. Okay. You know, they... Over the course of the year, I think um, me and Paul had talked about it a little bit because um, we got a couple, there's a couple more rookies coming and I had contacted him about the possibly putting the legends in and, and, or whatever he, how he was going to do it. And hopefully running them first, I thought would help him get through the night easier. Actually, he came back to me and said, you know what, it does make more sense, but um the confidence thing, as we've seen last year, throughout the year, there was like five rookies, I think, that were running at Canandaigua. And every one of them decreased mm. a little bit. And and like you saw, I mean, Alex, uh, you know, he, he actually won a race and, uh, and, and it got taken away from him because of weather and late times. Mm. The year before, he led the race and yeah. inexperienced and they got back on the radio and he didn't hear him, I guess, and he rolled off the throttle, and there you go. There was It, it was mad all over again, right? Yeah. Yep. So, you know, um, all that stuff plays in your mind. So in Canandaigua, we've said it forever, is if you can win at Canandaigua, you can go to any track on the Dirt Series, Short Track Super Series, whatever, and win. Yeah. And we've said it when I started back then, and uh, it, it looks like a big old uh, – easy place to get around, but it's really a hard place to be, you know, a dominant force. I yeah. mean, and Matt Shepard carried it well. There is no doubt. 
Yeah. And Steve Payne in his time and Alan Johnson and they're and it's it's uh And even those guys will tell you, even on nights when they win and they're interviewing with Doug and Victory Lane, they'll say, this place was tricky tonight. Yeah, you yeah. know. Uh when those guys are saying it, man, you know. So it gets it, you know I something. think I think it got intimidating for her, mm-hmm. you know, and they had that big wreck on the front stretch and her and her brother and uh, a friend of ours there Brandon got flipped over, and I was driving Aaron's car, which is uh, basically his stepfather, and and you know, so we're all a close group, and it just seemed like it decreased mm-hmm. a little bit, and and I think that's the nature of the beast, you know what I mean? Scott George's girl was running, and yeah, yep. and we had you know we had a few few rookies, but I think the rookies never got their chance to. Um, well, it's tough, you know, to shine. You know, I guess is what you say. You know, you can go over to Paradise every week. And she'd go over there and run with her brother, and she'd run around the place just fine. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and you carry good speed and do whatever. But um, you get back to Canada, it can be a big old intimidating place. Yeah. You know, and, and that's uh, – it's it's a tough, uh, tough, tough game. This sportsman racing is so close. Goals for, for the two. I, I'll start with Kennedy. What, what, would, be, what would be your guys' goal this year? Um, or is it just simply we got to work on confidence and, and then we'll take it from there? She, um, she, she definitely wants to, uh, she wants to win one of these rookie races. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. And um, as far as the whole race team is, you know, we've said it the whole time. You get, first got to finish races. Yeah. Um, you, you need to put yourself in a position to be a top 10 car. Um, and then everything else kind of has to come along with it. You know what I mean? And in the time and economics and money and right now it, it's kind of scary because it didn't look like the tire thing was going to be as bad as it is. But I think that's going to end up playing a role mm. later on in the season. I think if if they can't get things straightened around, you know, who who um, who is able to save tires yeah who was able to get tires mm-hmm. um and uh are you guys thinking right now this is we're doing this mid-april are you guys thinking right now that we're gonna have to run tires longer than we normally would do you think we're at that point or we were at that point last year oh okay well wow. at, the, at the end of the season i mean alex like i said that the impresses me um, we have a, a section of our house and, uh, if he, if he had one night on a tire and we were able to have new ones or whatever, he, he tucked them away mm-hmm. and, and we, you know, we had a good amount of stuff to kind of get started with, but not, you know, now right where we left off last year, we're back at the same point. So trying to buy one or two, you know, right rears, left rears, uh, a front here and there, and and maybe get them stockpiled. Um, you know, a lot of teams uh, try to get them heat cycled. You know what I mean? And they're you're just supposed to not supposed to be able to just go and buy a truckload of tires anymore. You know, mm-hmm. you know, one or two sets per per team to get the season started, and they. And, you know, they really want you to buy them in moderation. When you say truckload of tires, you're, you're not kidding. You know, teams, you know, yeah, te- teams would do that. Yeah, big, you know, 50. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, for me and Alex said we'd like to be in that position, you know, sure. to be able to do that. Of course you would. Right. But 
Uh, but but looking back, that's that's you know you know well funded teams they were doing that, and and you can't do that right now. No, even though. And they, and the, and I think I think that's going to be the the hard part of the season. I think um, you know what's the fuel cost going to do for everybody traveling. Um, I know there was people that were going to drive on past Canadago and go to other racetracks, but you know since changed their mind. I know there was guys that come out of Ransomville and we're going to run, you know, uh, races at Candago Sportsman guys and some big block guys and different stuff like that. And, you know, a few of them have turned that around to where they're going to run, you know, spec headed motor on Friday night and yeah. stay around home. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? I don't think it's going to, I think Candago is going to gain some cars because of it, because they're not going to go to Can-Am or they're not going to yeah. go to Brewerton or, Whatever, so you may see a, a few more big blocks show up, and 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 that'll be good. But I, I just think that the what's going on in the world right now is going to play the biggest role on no matter what your goals are. Is you know can you put good tires on the car? Can you know even Kaiser you know just getting their their rims and stuff back in order and getting going you know and yeah in the facility. I mean there was a lot of things that went on with <laughs> with racing that people. Didn't realize. I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy. But our goal is to uh, try to finish races every week. And I know I know Alex is uh, chomping at the bit to to finish up his. Uh, he just got his second TD five, and um, he's uh, we picked up the Billy the Kid motor a couple weeks ago for Canadagua. Nice. And um, so now we're you know we're trying to get his uh, second car finished up. You know, for you know, he's got his Friday night stuff, which he got on the track with last week, and and um, you know, and, and you know, the ultimate dream. You know, we don't talk about it, but winning would be the ultimate dream. Sure, you absolutely. know, at sixteen years old, be one of those guys. You know, yeah, yeah. But um, right now, I think he's really content with. Um, he wants to be. He doesn't want to just show up. He wants to be competitive. Yeah, really competitive. Do Do you think that as a rookie in the modifieds, do Do you think that you're going to have to pull the reins back from an excitement level? Do or how? I mean, when he started in sportsman, man, he everybody knew that man. This kid's gonna. This kid's gonna win some races here, and. And over the course of the last couple of years, like he's find a, he's found a way to do that himself, you know, kind of really focus in and, and, you know, those moments where, oh, Alex got a little too excited there. You don't see that like we did when he first come out. So now you guys come to big blocks. Do you think that that's something that, that you guys are going to talk about? I don't think so. Okay. I, I mean, we, uh, two years ago, we put him in, uh, um, in a big block car and he was, he was gonna one of my cars down at outlaw and ride around in the back after he got passed a bunch of times or after he had passed a bunch of cars and then let him go back in front of him um three laps ago he passed me for fourth and he was working on alan for third you know with who's your tires and no sail panels right right so i don't know what kind of talk i could have to him he is he is his biggest critic yeah he is you've gotten to know him really well yeah, yeah. and um he is really hard on himself yeah and and he Puts a lot on himself. If there's anybody that keeps, you know, keeps him centered, I, most times it's him. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, absolutely, absolutely. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't push the envelope too much. He's very clean. 
Yeah. He's not going to run anybody dirty. He's going to back out. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he went to the Outlaw 200 last year, and I think he shocked everybody. I, I was just going to bring that up. You know, I, I say, you know, do we think we're going to have to pull the rain? He didn't need no rain pulling at the Fulton 200. No. <laughs> the only thing he said to me was um, after the race was over is, you know, that was a motor that I had built and uh, a car that Bruce Batesel had. And we put everything together and, and, you know, we had a little bit of problem with it at Canandaigua and then we got it tuned up pretty good. And he, um, you know, it, being a 200 lap race, I, you know, I think he had realized that the way he was racing the race, mm-hmm. he was racing it as a short track race. Okay. In, in some senses where, you know, he worked his way all the way up to third, um, starting in, you know, around, I, I think he started ninth or 10th, but yeah, you know, and he worked his way up to third and he's, you know, I think he had a lot of excitement. He said when he got by Matt Shepard mm-hmm. and Allen and, Sure. You know, rightfully so, you know, but yeah. he should have probably taken the reins back enough to run the bottom and do what Sears was doing and and, yeah. the, and the guys that were running in front of him, which would have prepared him for a late race, you know, fast race car. And sure. He, he teaches himself, yeah. you know what I mean? When you get out of a race like that and you, and you can look back at it and go, you know, that was cool, but yeah. I probably should have done this or this. And, and just... You know, it's, it's got to be fun to think about, man, if that was the experience at the first one, man, just wait till the next one. You know, like, who knows, you know? We got, down, we got down to Charlotte, and uh, a lot more people knew who he was than he thought. And, yeah. and that shocked him. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, there's a lot of things going on all the time that people don't necessarily see or know or whatever, but it, it's... Uh, um, it's a it's a great thing to see as a father. Yeah. I, I I can't lie. That's uh, that's been um, impressive to me. Is yeah. and I and I, and you know we just try to be good good people. You yeah. know what I mean with our kids and yeah. and try to let them learn. And both uh, Kennedy and Alex both. I mean tremendous students at school. A lot of support from people around the area and. Uh, that's really all we've pushed, um, you know, parents, grandparents. That's everybody. that's the best compliment you can get, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, mean, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> when people want to be around your kids, when people, you know, that that's that's good stuff, man. And it's, and it's a lot of fun for them. I mean, they uh, they probably are more ready to go to the racetrack than anybody, you know, every week. That's that's their family, you know what I mean? And yeah. they, Alex has been close with Carl Comfort and, and them guys for a long time. So, you know, he makes his way up there uh, – uh, and outlaw, you know, pretty much every week and gets to see them guys and talk to them and they, and they support them big, you know, they've been around the shop a little bit and, and, uh, you know, everybody wants to see them do well. Exciting times, man. You know, we, we've covered a lot of ground and and in some areas I feel like we just scratched the surface. Oh God. So that just means (laughs) we're going to have to do this again, man. But I appreciate the time and, uh, you know, I, I, I tell this to everybody, man, we're, we're trying to uh, we're trying to get more content to the fans. I know there's a lot of Elton Payne fans who are turning into Alex Payne fans and Kennedy Payne fans, and it's uh, I'll tell you, man, it's 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 a lot of fun. And I, I know people that uh, that have supported your team and been around the track and stuff are gonna love this stuff, man. So I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, we do too. We really appreciate everything you guys have done for us too. So absolutely, man. Let's let's go have a year, huh? <laughs> it's time you know you know i hope everybody listening you know we're trying to uh 
eight to five every day, and we're going to try to have Tuesdays and Thursdays and uh, and Saturday nights. Um, you know, after the races, you know, where we plan on turning the lights on and try That's to be cool. try to be here for people if we can. And I like it. And do what we can do. I mean, it's not a big place, but hey. we're we're trying to touch bases on all of it, fuel, tires, whatever we can do, and and have it all here. You guys heard it here first, man. You, you get into some trouble. Grab a Tory tire at the racetrack. Stop on over here to Speed Connection, and they'll set you right up after the races and get you on down the road. And I mean, just think of the convenience. The, how convenient would that be? You've had a bad night at the races, and then you haul all the way home, unload the car, and then you've got to go haul somewhere else to go get the parts and then go back to the shop. You just stop right here at Speed Connection on the way home, man. Yeah, I hope it works out for people. I hope they don't have to. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we we love seeing we love seeing them all go home in one piece, you know. Yeah. And, and Especially I, this year, man. Especially this year, it's gonna be gonna be tough for everybody. So. Uh, I think so. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, I appreciate it a lot. Thank Good you. luck to you guys this year, and uh, hopefully, you know, Mother Nature, uh, you know, takes some meds here. We're gonna get uh, get racing here soon. You're listening here to the A-Main interview. Coming back on the other side, Bob Miller stops by with a little tidbit. This week in Land of Legends history, you're listening to Where Legends Are Made, the official podcast of the Land of Legends Raceway. Let's roll back the calendar with This Week in Land of Legends History. Welcome back to Where Legends Are Made, the official podcast of Land of Legends Raceway. And we are going to talk about This Week in Land of Legends History. And we're going to focus This Week in Land of Legends History just on opening night. It's going to be a big weekend at the Land of Legends as we open the gates uh, for the first time for racing action in 2022. And uh, interestingly enough, let's take a look at all of the different divisions uh, over the past couple of seasons on opening night. As uh, most recently, it has been Super Matt Shepard with seven opening night wins since 2009. At the Land of Legends, we've sprinkled in Gary Tompkins twice, Steve Payne, Pat Ward, Allen and Danny Johnson, both with wins on opening night since 2009. But it's been dominated by Matt Shepard and uh, be interesting to see, you know, kind of the schedule because he's uh, announced that they're running for points at Orange County. So uh, I imagine that we will, you know, last weekend was a little different. They kind of uh, played the weather game a little bit, and at one point they were going to Fonda, then they were going to Orange County, and the way the weather worked out and and moving uh, Fonda's date to Sunday, you know, that made it so that they could hit those double features and then head to Fonda, so I'm not sure. I imagine that we're going to see uh, Shepard at Orange County this weekend, so the driver that's got seven opening night wins at the Land of Legends since 2009 may not be in the field which is going to open things up for a lot of different drivers. The interesting one to uh, actually a couple interesting ones to uh, think of here that have won more recently in the last five years. Uh, Shepard in the last five years has won three out of five, but Steve Payne has won and we expect the hurricane to uh, be 
uh, showing us those hurricane force winds coming back into Ontario County on Saturday night. So we expect Payne to be in the field. He won on opening night in 2017. And then Pat Ward, a battle between him and Peter Britton, if you remember, in our COVID-affected season. That race didn't kick off. Our season didn't kick off until June 6th of 2020. And it was Pat Ward taking home the win. And so it's interesting. You know, Ward may be one of those guys that we'll see in the field with that uh, BA headers uh, 42P. Uh, We'll see uh, how that plays out on race night, but that's another driver who's uh, won an opening event here recently that uh, will, you know, could potentially be in the field Saturday. Alan Johnson, we know we'll see him. He won in 2013, which was a Jan Corcoran Memorial 64 lapper back in 2013. He picked up the win there. So we'll see uh, Justin Hares. He won on opening night back in 2007. So he may have an opportunity to get the job done as well. Moving on to the sportsman division, Matt Glary, three out of the last five years. He's picked up the win on opening night. He's not going to have to deal with the handicap this week. It is draw, redraw for all divisions. So Glary, uh, if he can get himself into the redraw, you know, he's got an opportunity to, to draw a great number uh, early on in the season here as we kick the points off. Uh, so Glary, uh trying to make it four out of the last six if he could pick up a win on Saturday night. But one of the guys that got circled here is Zach Sabaka. He won on opening night last year in 2021, and he's already off to a hot start. He's got a win in the Hoosier division at Outlaw on their opening night uh, just a couple weeks ago. So Sabaka, whose team is really rallying uh, after the uh, shop fire that they endured over the offseason, Zach Sabaka will be a guy to keep your eye on here on opening night trying to make it two in a row street stocks. I'm not sure that we'll see Jimmy Grant in the street stock this week or not. I know they had the sportsman car out there testing. And from the conversations I've had with him, the street stock is going to be kind of a special event type of thing. Now that's not to say that he won't be there with it. We'll, we'll see uh, if the wild Willie special street stock is, uh, is in attendance Uh, We know the sportsman car will be there, but uh, we'll keep an eye on that. He was your winner on opening night last uh, last season, 2020. It was Mike Welch. And here's a fun fact. If you don't remember opening night in 2020, we had to do we had to spread the racing out throughout the day. And it was Mike Welch baking under a a, you know, a cloudless sky, nothing but sunshine day racing at the land of legends. It was Mike Welch who absolutely put a shellacking on the field to win the opener in 2020. He has done that many, many times throughout the course of his career. He's got, I think four of them now that dates back to 2009. Another guy that's won a lot of openers at the land of legends, Adam Depew. And I expect to see him on Saturday night as well. He got his first opening night win in 2008. Backed that up again in 2015 in a 15-lapper for the street stocks. And then he swept 2018 and 2019. So keep an eye on Adam Depew in uh, in his number 99, bringing it to the track coming up on Saturday night. Hobby stocks used to be called pure stocks back in the day. Justin Eldridge, Brian Lloyd, Mark Manulo, they are the three most recent uh, in competition, uh, they, they should all be in competition on Saturday night, but those three have won the openers 
for the last three seasons that a hobby stock slash pure stock uh, opened an event. Uh, Justin Eldridge, of course, coming off his first championship. Brian Lloyd, who you know was a, a strong competitor, finished top three in the points last season. And they're just looking for consistency. They're coming loaded for bear this season. And that Lloyd's contracting Shaw Farms uh, 13B. So he'll uh, he'll be one to watch on Saturday night. And I know his fan club will be there in turn four to cheer him on. 305 sprint cars. Now, here's another interesting one. Um, Daryl Ruggles, man, he's had a, just a stranglehold on this division uh, for you know the last eight to eight years, I'll say. Uh, you know, going back to 2014, uh, Ruggles, uh, since 2015, he's only won the opener once, and that was in 2015. So the 48 junior will be a, a guy to keep an eye on on that night. The driver who really has shown a lot of speed on opening night, and, you know, we only see him just a couple of times a season, usually when the CRSA sprints are in town, but David Ferguson has two opening night wins, 2016 and 2018. But man, when you look across the board, it's been a mixed bag. Ferguson has been the only driver who has multiple opening night wins since 2015. Uh, Lee Sanders got one in there in 2014. Johnny Kolasek, Captain America, who we may see back in competition. I have not seen any pictures of the car, but I know they were working on... uh, getting uh, Captain America back rolling uh, with a 305 sprint car. I'm hoping we see him on Saturday night. He was the winner in 2019. Alicia Bay, the queen of speed, 2020. She was the winner on opening night. And last season, it was Bobby Perro. Uh, BP 53 got it done on May 15th, 2021 as your opening night winner. So there you have it. Uh, this week in Land of Legends history, taking a look back at opening night winners over the past uh, five to 10 seasons, uh, actually 15 seasons, if we uh, look back at some of Shepard's records here at the track. But uh, those are some storylines to keep an eye on as we get ready to open the gates for 2022. That's this week in Land of Legends history. And we thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast. Be sure to tune in next week as we will have plenty to discuss from opening night 2022, and we'll see if we can't round up one of the feature winners for our A-Main interview of the week. My name is Steve Ovens. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the content, and, and by all means, if you have any suggestions, a driver you'd like to hear from, a driver that you think needs a little bit of spotlight that doesn't get a whole lot of spotlight over the course of a race season, message the Land of Legends Raceway page, send me a private message, uh, send me a tweet at Stephen Ovens on Twitter. Uh, Be happy to take any and all of your suggestions uh, to give content that you want to listen to and, and you will enjoy. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on Saturday night as we get ready to go to work. Land of Legends Raceway fans, tune in each and every week of the racing season to Where Legends Are Made, a podcast dedicated to covering the drama, excitement, and hear from the drivers from your favorite dirt track. Stephen Ovens and Brad Ovens walk you through the week that was Where Legends Are Made. Subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts and visit landoflegendspodcast.com. Fans of Land of Legends Raceway and the Where Legends Are Made podcast, 
we've got a great opportunity for you to feature your business. We have opportunities here to sponsor Where Legends Are Made. We have all different features of the podcast. You can pick to be a sponsor of one of our heat races. Maybe you want your business name attached to the top 10 read-offs for the week. Maybe you want your business to be the one that's heard when we play our highlight of the week. Maybe you're a history buff. You want to sponsor Heat 3, where we talk about this week in Land of Legends Raceway history. Maybe you want to be the A main sponsor. So when we interview our main driver of the week, you want to get your business out in front of that. We've got plenty of opportunities for you to do so, and we can work inside of any budget. And believe me, if you're listening to this and you're saying, oh, I don't think my business has the advertising budget to sponsor a podcast, believe me, we can fit inside of anybody's advertising budget. Get your business a little bit of advertising here on where legends are made. Contact us right here on the Land of Legends Raceway Facebook page if you're interested and put your business in front of all of our fans where legends are made.